Well, um, had a good morning so far. I'm cold. I got a cold. I cough. I put my guitar on just a minute ago. I split my lip. So I'm doing good this morning. But uh, we, are, we are glad to have you here. Um, we uh, we uh, are starting a new period. I, I, I hope that most of you know now that uh, next Sunday uh, will be my last Sunday for, for seven weeks, and then I'm taking a, a sabbatical, and we'll be back in August. And uh, uh, we've got different things lined up over the, over the summer for you. Carly's going to be speaking. Uh, our youth that are going to be returning from their trip will be leading one Sunday. The group that went to uh, Galveston on the mission trip will be speaking one time. And then the other four weeks, we, we have a new associate pastor, and uh, uh, she's going to be uh, speaking. And uh, she stood up before. Uh, next week, we're going to do more of the formal uh, deal with that. And, uh, um, but Emily and Steve, would, would you mind coming up here real quick? And I just, uh, I was going to have you pray, and then my head is full of cold medicine. Sorry. I, I had told her to come ready to do the pastoral prayer, and then my head's all full of cold medicine. I forgot to ask her to come up here. So, uh, But this is Emily Smith and then Steve Eccles, and they are engaged. They both have just in, uh, um, graduated from, uh, from Candler School of Theology at Emory University, and they just moved down here. Uh, they're, they're both going to be in ministry. Emily's going to be at our church, and Steve, we're still waiting exactly where he's going to be, but he'll have a, a church as well. And uh, we have a parsonage for them uh, at the, uh, and down in Oak Hill. We're actually using the uh, uh, district parsonage, and uh, they're getting married in July. And so until then, Emily's living with her mom, and then she's going to be watching our dogs and staying at our house while we're gone. So that worked out good for, for both of us. So, um. <laughs> Uh, but we're excited to have them, and you're going to get a, a better chance to meet them uh, later on. And like I said, next Sunday we'll do more of a, of a formal welcome. But I just wanted you to, to, uh, to get to know them and let them know we're glad that they made it safely and we're excited for you as you start your, your official ministry careers. And uh, we're in prayer for you. And, uh, and uh, just keep a list of the folks in here that give you trouble while I'm gone, and we'll take care of it when when we get back. But, um, but thank you. Continue to pray for them and, and, uh, and just, uh, just give them that, that, uh, that loving uh, welcome that I, know, that I know y'all can do. And thank y'all for, for coming up. Appreciate it. <clears throat> well, we've been talking about experiencing God and, and how we can experience God. And um, we, we, we talked last week about sort of putting yourself out there, doing something that you're not good at, putting yourself in a, in a position where God has to show up in order to, uh, to, to help you move through, that we're all given those opportunities uh, to, to have his power manifest itself in us. A lot of times we, we miss out on that because we're, we're too afraid to go where, we're, where we don't have strength that we, we want to operate out of what we're good at instead of putting ourselves in a position where we're vulnerable. And, uh, and so we challenged one another last, last week in that. What I want to talk to you about this week is, while, while maybe we're not all good at recognizing it, 
I believe firmly that God is at work in each one of us all the time. That whether you want to admit it or not, whether you have seen, whether you have eyes that, that see it or not, whether you've been able to, to think of it in this way, God has been a part of your life. There has been many things throughout your life where he has brought you blessing you didn't deserve. There's been many times where he has protected you when you put yourself in a situation that you shouldn't have come out of. There's been many times where he has, he has built you up when sorrow overwhelmed you. God has been at work in your life over and over and over again. And hopefully as you mature in your Christianity, as you mature in that relationship, as you draw closer to him, hopefully you, you, get, you get better at, at hearing that voice, at seeing that face. Hopefully you, you're more aware of God's hand at work around you. But what I want to talk to you about this morning is, is just giving God thanks and praise for, for his his place in our life. We're, we are so quick to run to God when we have a problem. Uh, even, even if we don't want, want to run to God, we want other people to run God for us. It's, it's amazing to me how, how people who, who, when I'm friends with them and stuff, but they never ever want to talk about God or church or anything until they have a problem. And then all of a sudden, they want me to pray for them. And, then they want, and I don't mind that, and I'm happy to do that. But it's just amazing, isn't it, that we think God is the, the uh, wonderful uh, convenience store that we can just dial up, you know. But I, I, I want to I challenge us to move beyond just seeing God as, as the EMS of our life that, um, and, seeing, and, and getting more intentional on recognizing what, what God is doing in our lives. We're going to read a psalm together. It's on that sheet that we handed out, and you need that because I'm going to have you read part of it with me. <coughs> psalm 103, and we're going to read this in unison so you can, you can join with me. Let all that I am Praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagle's. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. 
for he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass, like wildflowers we bloom and die. The wind blows and we're gone as though we had never been here before. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to the children's children of those who are faithful to his covenant, of those who obey his commandments. The Lord has made the heavens his throne. From there he rules over everything. Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out his plans, listening for each of his commands. Yes, praise the Lord, you armies of angels who serve him and do his will. Praise the Lord, everything that he has created, everything in his kingdom. Let all that I am praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord for us this morning. Thanks be to God. Praise the Lord. Why, why should we praise the Lord? First of all, what does it mean to, to praise someone? What, 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 are we, what are we called to do? When we talk about praise and worship, or when we, when we call about exalting, in the, what, what is it that we're, that, that we're supposed to do? When the psalmist talks about praise the Lord for the things he's done, what, what is it you think he wants you to do? You know, unfortunately, in our, in our culture, we've turned praise into a music thing that the only way you praise is through music, and we have praise and worship music. And, and certainly music is a way you can praise God. Be, when you, there's something about uh, melody lines and, and music and stuff that can tie our hearts to, to things that we can't actually say, but music is not the only way that we can, we can praise God. How, are, how can we praise God? What, what kind of things can we do to to praise God. I think praise and worship involves all of ourselves. It's all of our emotions. All of our, all of our physicalness, all of our spiritualness, all of our psychology. We need, to, we need to find ways to direct those toward the one who, who created them. We need to find ways to, to use our, our, our minds, our hearts, our soul, our strength, in order to let God know how much we appreciate Him. So certainly music is one way to do that, but prayer is another. Not just, not just the little memorized prayers we do, but prayer is a way that we can involve our, our mind, our heart, our emotions, our, our physical bodies. It, it, the positions of prayer, it, I don't know if you've ever tried that, but if, if you're really down and wanting to pray and you lay down on your face before the Lord, there's a different thing that happens within you than when you're standing arms raised towards the Lord. There's, there's ways that we can pray that involve our hearts and minds and souls and strength. Praise the Lord. If you read through the Psalms, there's lots of ways you do it. With singing, with dancing, with words with actions. Basically, what it comes down to is we need to let God know how much we appreciate Him. We need to, we need to let Him know we understand His greatness. We need to let Him know that we, that we are aware that He deserves much more than we can give Him. That's the, that's the sense that you get as, as you read through a lot of the Psalms that, that David and the other psalm writers 
were just overwhelmed with the, this, these feelings of awe towards God. And, and they would try to put it on paper, but words just wouldn't do. And you can try to put it into a song, but the, the, you're never going to find the right melody. You can try to write a book. You could try to come up with the perfect prayer. You could try to paint a picture. There, I mean, we've seen all of those things through the ages. And, and if you've ever gotten to go over to Europe and, and seen some of the, the uh, sanctuaries and the, and the churches and, the, and the, uh, the areas of worship, all of those are, are people trying to find ways to to give voice to their appreciation for God. I don't know how it would be for you. All of us have the things that we're, we're good at. All of us have the things that touch us in deeper ways. But whatever it is for you, you need to find ways to direct those to God. If, if you want to experience God, you, you need to start to understand, to demonstrate, to put into words, to put into action, to start to reflect back at him the things that he has been pouring out on you. There is a closeness and an intimacy with God that, that you're missing if, if all the communication is one way. You, we all need to find ways to put the mirror back on God, to, to give him the same gift that he gives us, to let him know we understand, to let him know that we appreciate all the times he was there. If you, if you just look at uh, that psalm, read through the cu- first couple things, he forgives my sins. I mean, that was one of the big things for me when I, when I became a pastor, as I grew in my the fact that even I couldn't forgive my own sins. And yet here was a God, a perfect being, a, a one who could do anything, who could choose anyone to love him, and yet he chose to love me despite my weaknesses. And not only did he love me, but he gave me a way to, to move past those. Certainly that, that's something to, to praise him about, to give him thanks for. He fills my life with good things. Wow, we, we take that so much for granted in our, in our culture. The very fact that you're living in Austin, Texas, makes you more blessed than, than most people in the world, especially those that live in, oh, I'm going to leave that alone. But, um, <laughs> but we, we, we are so blessed. How many... all I'm trying to do is stir within you some thinking so you can continue this throughout the week, throughout throughout the summer. How many ways does God work in your life? How many ways has he done something greater than you deserve? How many times has he gone beyond what you even could have imagined or asked for? How many times has he shown himself to be more forgiving than you you could have imagined? How many times has he gone, has he understood your hurt more than you thought he could? How many times has he shown you patience even though you had no time for him? God is amazing. I mean, it's, it's something we need to celebrate over and over. For, for the families that are, are dealing with graduation and stuff, you know, it's, it's a, 
I'm two years off of Sydney graduating. I'm almost over that emotional scar, and now Haley's coming up in a couple weeks. So I think I can get through this without crying, because when she was graduating, I couldn't get through it without crying. Of thinking about the, the blessings that we have with, with our kids as they grow up, and we get to watch them mature and grow and, and get to watch them struggle and work through, and, and then we, we send them on their on their way and hope for the best for them. When, when you get to watch them succeed and grow and, and, and rise above their problems and w- w- muddle through their mistakes, it's, it's just, it's, it's a blessing. Now, I can say that standing here now, but I, I know in the midst of some of those things, I get discouraged. The phone calls about, oh, I just wrecked the car. Oh, I need some new tires oh, I overspent my checking account. Oh, I mean, in the midst of those, it's like, ooh, this isn't much fun, right? But looking back, I can, I can appreciate what God's doing. There's some of you that right now, you're caught in the midst of a situation. And it's hard for you to see in the midst of the, in the, midst of the struggle, in the midst of the chaos, it's hard for you to understand that God's present. It's hard for you to, to sense his blessing. But if there's some way you can muddle through the trees where you can find a high point on the mountain in order to be able to, to see, you will understand that if anything, God is more present in your life now than he ever has been. It's just you're having a hard time seeing him through your circumstances. We all have so many reasons to praise the Lord. We do. Every one of us. Every single one. There is not one exception to the, this rule. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care where you find yourself right now. There is not one person ever created that, that has no reason to praise God for the things he's done. And if anything, we, we have been blessed way beyond what many other cultures, what many other people have ever experienced. If anyone, we, we have more duty than anyone to thank the Lord for the things He's done. And you know what happens? As you begin to be more aware of that, as you begin to find those things, you begin to recognize God more in your life. If you want to experience God, if you want to have that relationship where he's more than a concept, when he's more than just a belief, the more you're able to do this, the more you're able to pick him out in everyday life. The more his, his face pots up before you, the more his words resonate within your soul, the more his, his actions become apparent to you. If you want God to be more than a concept, or just a distant being. Find some ways to, to think about, to praise, to thank him for what he's done. It, there's, there's just no better way around that. I was thinking about that, being um, lost in the midst of circumstances that, that, you know, like in the middle of our struggles, we, we, don't, we don't see God as much as, as we can. And I remember when I was in uh, my first couple years of college, and me and my roommate, we would go hiking 
a lot of times. And we, <coughs> we had gone in Colorado up by a cabin we have, and we had gone hiking through this ravine. We were following this stream, and in the middle, uh, it was getting dark, and, and I didn't know exactly where I was going. I figured if we followed the stream long enough, we'd end up somewhere um, at another stream or something. That, I was 20. I wasn't thinking that much, so I just... But we, it was getting dark. There was, it was a ravine, so we're not, we don't really have any place. And you couldn't see anything. I mean, it was just trees all over. And uh, finally, in order to, to try to get our bearings, I sort of climbed up the ravine, uh, got up on a rock, and I could see that the place, the, the, place, the lake that we wanted to go to was just right over the next hill because I had a different perspective. I was able to get out of the, the, the trees, out of the valley, and have a, a fresh view of what's happening. And I think that's probably one of the best gifts I could give you this morning. Because I, I know there's a lot of you struggling this morning with, uh, with the economy the way it is. With, I, I know some of you got some health concerns, family concerns. I'm not trying to minimize those at all. I know that you're right in the middle of that ravine, that it, it's kicking your butt right now, and you can't see anything except more trees, more problems. But if you could just, for a moment, climb above the trees, climb above the problems, think about, think about the things that God has done for you. Think about the ways that he has been there for you in the past. Think of the many blessings. that Just give yourself a different perspective. It's not going to make your problems magically go away, but it's going, to, it's going to give you a new perspective. It's going to let you know that he hasn't left you alone, that, he, that he's still there, that there's still hope for a brighter tomorrow, that, that you don't have to give up, and he certainly hasn't given up on you. Why don't you bow with me? Let's, let's uh, just spend a moment in prayer. God, we talk about wanting to experience you and about making you real in our life. And the fact of the matter is you have been so real for all of our life. You've been involved since before we were even born. And will still be a part of our lives long after we, we leave the bounds of this earth. God, we want to get better at recognizing that. We want to get better at, at understanding that. And we want to get better at, at giving you the praise and the thanks that you deserve. God, thank you. Thank you for the many ways that you have moved. From accepting us as, as broken individuals, making us your sons and daughters, bringing us into your family being a part of our relationships, giving, giving us hope and love and joy. God, there are so many things that we can say thank you for. And for those of us this morning that are going through some difficult times, for those of us that, that find ourselves in the midst of that ravine, of that valley, I, I just pray that you might give them a way to find a new perspective. That by remembering your hand in the past, by remembering your, your deeds, by remembering your, your loving kindness, that they'll have hope for a brighter tomorrow.
Thank you, Lord. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to close our service this morning by... uh...